Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Don't sit down now. No, don't you do it. We're going to stand up for Jeremiah. We're going to stand up for the Gospel of John. A second scripture lesson comes from John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. I asked myself this morning, how are we going to keep them paying attention for this much scripture read? We'll make them stand up the whole time. <laughs> Listen again for the word of the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then... The disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary... She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not touch me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Friends, I've just read a scripture lesson that I've read a lot. You've probably heard it a lot. Maybe you've heard this scripture lesson just about every year. Every year on Easter Sunday, we read an account of Jesus risen from the grave. But, but this year, something new has my attention. What jumps out to me this year is how surprised everyone is. Why would anyone be surprised that Jesus did exactly what he said he would do? 
He told them he would four different times, four different times in the Gospel of John. Jesus told his disciples that he would die and rise from the dead. He said it in chapter 12, chapter 13, and twice in chapter 14. In chapter 11, he basically spelled the whole thing out by raising Lazarus from the dead, even rolling away the stone from the tomb's entrance and saying... Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Still, here we are in chapter 20. They go into an empty tomb and they can't believe that he has risen. The stone was rolled away from the mouth of the tomb and they assume someone stole his body. The cloth that had been on Jesus' head is rolled up by itself. He, he rolled that cloth up the way I roll up my PJs after getting out of bed. And rather than trust that he is up and moving, they saw all this and reading from verse 9, did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Now, it's bad enough that they didn't understand after he tried to tell them. We are supposed to listen to Jesus when he says something to us. We ought to listen to him and believe. Only it gets even worse. After they saw these things, the disciples returned to their homes. They go where? They did what? Why? How could they possibly just go on back home as though nothing life-changing had happened? How could they go on home to make breakfast and fold laundry after the Lord of Lords had done exactly what he told them he would do? A miracle took place and they went back home to read their newspapers. I can just hear them walking through the door, sitting down to a bowl of oatmeal and a cup of coffee at the kitchen table. They take a sip from their cup and they pick up the Jerusalem Gazette, say to themselves, different day, same bad news. Sound familiar? I tell you, when we get used to reading the bad news... The good news is harder to believe. This kind of thing happens to us all the time. Think of what happens to us. We watch the news constantly, so we think we know what is going on out in the world. We see that another bank has closed, and we know to expect economic disaster. We see another school shooting, and we are no longer disgusted that the politicians won't do anything about it. We are used to hearing the bad news. So it's more than just not listening. The disciples being surprised that Jesus did what he said he would do is so much more than them just not paying attention. This is more than that classic far side cartoon with the boy pushing on the door to get into the school for the gifted even though there's a sign on the door that says pull. This is not obstinance. This is not ignorance. This is not stubborn bullheadedness. It's called getting used to disappointment and letting go of hope. Now that's 
an important message that I hope you will hear today. It is a relevant message, but are you used to hearing relevant messages from preachers in black robes reading out of the ancient scripture? Did you come here today to hear an important message or are you just here so that people can see you in your brand new Easter suit? If you haven't been to church in a while or if you've never heard a sermon out of this pulpit, I want you to know something about the Easter service you are sitting in. This service is not about peeps and Easter egg hunts. This is not about bow ties and Easter bonnets. I'm not here to drone on and on about what you should or shouldn't do. I didn't wake up early this morning to wag my finger at you while you fall asleep biding your time before Easter lunch at the country club. Friends, sometimes we feel as though the Bible was written so long ago that it can't have anything relevant to say to us today. Or maybe you're used to having a preacher who just tells a couple jokes and then says, He is risen. That's not what I'm about today. Because the gospel is so much more than that. This resurrection message, it speaks to a culture where the politicians argue with each other while the children suffer. This resurrection message, it speaks to a culture that's grown used to disappointment. This resurrection message speaks to a culture that has stopped expecting solutions. This Jesus will help those who have forgotten what it means to believe. This sermon is about living in a culture that has seen the empty tomb and assumed that somebody just stole the corpse because our hopes are so minuscule and our expectations are so tiny. Some days we're just trying to scrape by in this life. We're just hoping to go home from the service, have a nice slice of ham, maybe a Bloody Mary, but I want you to raise your glasses of champagne this afternoon. And I want you to say to your friends that he is risen and know what that declaration means. I want you to believe it. I want you to dare and see the world differently knowing that he has done it. I want you to regain the courage to hope because this man, Jesus, he does what he says he will do. I heard about a church that wanted to do something special on Easter Sunday. So they put out all the Easter eggs in the lawn. They had a plane fly over the church kind of low. And the Easter bunny jumped out and parachuted down. <laughs> Pastor said he wanted to make Easter a little more exciting this year. Easter doesn't need to be any more exciting than it is already if we can just understand what Jesus has done. He is not dead. For he is risen, and that truth changes everything. But for us to change, for us to change, 
We must first identify the pattern that we are in. And I believe we are in a pattern not at all unlike those ancient disciples. We are stuck in a pattern of expecting to be disappointed while we need to learn that we can expect Jesus to do what he says he's going to do. Do you remember that one of the first things Jesus told them was to cast out their nets at the end of a long day when their nets kept on coming back empty. They had already given up. They were on the shore washing their nets and he got into one of their boats, the one belonging to Peter, and he asked him to put out into the deep. Now Peter barely knew the man. Peter had only met him the day before, yet for some reason he put his boat out into the deep water. And when Jesus said, let down your nets for a catch, they did it. Though we must remember that at first they were reluctant. Master, we have already worked all night long but have caught nothing. If you say so, I will let down the nets. That's what they said. When they did... There were so many fish in their nets that the nets were beginning to break. But it was not the nets that must break, but all bad habits of pessimistic thinking that must be broken because he is risen. My friends, this is the God we serve. The God of Joseph, the dreamer. The God of Moses who led the people out of slavery in Egypt. The God of Miriam who with tambourine sang of the God who triumphed over Pharaoh. The God of David who slayed a giant with a rock and a sling. The God of Ezekiel who went down into a valley full of dry bones and watched as they all came back to life. The God of Jeremiah who who brought God's children back home. The God of Mary and Joseph, Ruth and Rahab, Esther and Lydia. More than that. We believe in this modern age. We are far beyond, years beyond, when Orville and Wilbur Wright, who surely heard that their plane would never leave the ground, yet they flew. An age beyond Neil Armstrong who walked on the moon. We are in an age of electric cars, phones that are smarter than us, artificial intelligence that can write students' term papers and sermons for preachers. (laughs) And yet we no longer expect to find a solution to poverty. We are used to politicians grumbling with each other rather than finding a solution to children getting shot in their schools. It is ridiculous to get used to disappointment. It is ridiculous when you consider that he has risen. Likewise, because he said, it is finished. I need never say that I am finished. Because scripture has said, he is risen. I need never say, I am beaten. I need never say that I am tired or I am worn. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heavenly home? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. And his eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches me. 
My friends, he is risen from the dead. He has conquered death. He has won the victory, so we will never be defeated. We need never crawl up into that little ball, hide under the covers, wallowing in the darkness of our own defeat. My friends, do not get used to giving up. Do not become accustomed to grief. Do not make your bed in the valley of the shadow of death, for he is our shepherd and he is risen from the dead to lead us from that place of despair to that place of constant rejoicing. He is risen. He is risen and so the setbacks will not define us. We already know that the hard times will pass. Sorrow may last for the night, but a song comes in the morning, for he is risen. I can't help but think about all this on this Easter Sunday, because I'm preaching in a church that hit rock bottom back in 2016, but has won best place to worship in Cobb County for five years in a row. So do not talk to me about managing expectations. Don't talk to me about getting used to disappointment. Instead, talk to me about hope fulfilled. In the last week, pastors and congregations from different churches who typically segregate on Sunday mornings join for worship here. So don't talk to me about getting used to division. Talk to me about unity. And 110 volunteers showed up to make it happen. 110 volunteers in a culture that many have called selfish. 110 came together in a culture that many have said is giving up and turning in on itself. Don't talk to me about selfishness. Talk to me about service. Talk to me about love. Talk to me about faith. Talk to me about hope. For he is risen. My friends, everything will change. Everything will get better. Miracles happen all the time, but you will miss them if you expect to be disappointed. Don't you dare expect to be disappointed. Expect victory. For he has risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.